Lili Uokalani strongly opposed this treaty. And she said, when I'm queen, what, what my platform is, is Hawaii for Hawaiians. She was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewrite our entire constitution. I'm going to get America out of here. Uh, no more. This is absolutely absurd. Yes. There's this person named Sanford Dole. And that is a name you're going to want to remember because Sanford Dole. Dole. Pineapple. Pineapple? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> Sanford Dole is a big old douchebag. Sanford Dole asked for her abdication in 1893, which is two years after she was instated. Like, asked her? Like, can you please step down? Basically. (laughs) Welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm Justin Xavier. I'm Sarah Gorski. And I'm Sam Eggers. And today, I will be talking about Lili Uokalani, who was the first female queen of Hawaii and also the last ruler of Hawaii before it was annexed by the United States. Wow. Yeah. Can you say her name again? Lili Uokalani. Okay. So yeah, she was the first queen regent and the last sovereign monarch of the Hawaiian kingdom. Born September 2nd, 1838, died November 11th, 1917 at age 79. She was born and died in Honolulu, Hawaii, but she did travel a lot as part of her job as princess. So her mother, she first, I guess, was involved in Hawaiian politics because her mother was an advisor to King Kamehameha III. But because she was a princess, she received uh, special education and training that was deemed appropriate for a Hawaiian princess, including modern knowledge and a tour of the Western world. So she was like kind of the, the face of Hawaii. She would, she'd go to Europe and she'd go to America and she'd go to all the countries that like had people in Hawaii Mm -hmm. to just kind of be the face, kind of what royalty does. Did the monarchy, was it like a similar, similar to like European monarchies with like a... Yes, Uh, especially once European influence started going to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. They were, they were very strongly influenced by European monarchy and the way that they changed their own monarchy to kind of fit that they like looked up to it they were like oh europe that's cool yeah and they treated them very nicely at first so <laughs> uh, at first mm, yeah there might be a an, oh, an ending to the story that goes a different direction she was a, a member of the court of kamehameha the fourth married in 1862 to john owen dominus son of a boston sea captain i was gonna say that's oh. not a hawaiian name. yeah no but he was i think half hawaiian like it was a Boston guy and a Hawaiian woman, and he served on the. Uh, he was an official in the Hawaiian government, oh. so he was still he was Hawaiian and given full Hawaiian privileges. Okay. In 1874, this is where the story starts to get interesting. 1874, uh, her brother David Kalakua Kalakaua is chosen as king. In 1877, her second brother, who was the heir apparent at the time, died. And oh. she was named the heir presumptive. Mm. Wow. What is presumptive? What's the difference? Do you know? Uh, heir apparent is like, it's the only other guy in the family who could be the king. So if that one dies, it's going to be him. And heir uh, presumptive is like, well, we don't know because we have never had a woman queen before yeah. <laughs> or a queen mm. period. So we th- assume it's going to go to her because she's the only other person in the family who could take it up. But it wasn't like set in stone. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and starting when she became the heir presumptive, she started being known as Lili Uokalani, which is her royal name. Before that, there's a I found a few different names that all claim to be her real full name. Lydia Aimoku Dominus, 
the Dominus probably from her husband, uh, Lydia Ka Eno Hi Pony Pony Okalani Aholo. It's, I don't know which one of those is the right one. They found them both on different websites. So yeah. it's possible that both of them were correct. Hmm. I don't know. But she's once she became, it was like, she's definitely going to be the queen. Then it's Lili Uokalani. In 1881, King Kalakaua, her brother, did a world tour and she served as the queen regent. She was very active during this whole time in organizing schools for Hawaiian youth. Hmm. But she always regretted the loss of power that the monarchy suffered under her brother Kalakaua because there's this whole crazy thing that happened. What happened under her brother? So some people think that the 1874 election when he was put into power was fraudulent. The, the king before him wanted Queen Dowager Emma to rule next, or at least that's what the claim is. There's nothing written in anywhere that he says Dowager, that he wants the that. the mother of somebody? Yeah, so one of the previous kings. Whoa. The, the king before uh, Kalakaua wanted theoretically wanted Queen Dowager Emma to rule, uh, but he was too sick to put it in writing. So Kalakaua campaigned hard with the platform of, we will adhere strictly to the Hawaiian kingdom's constitution. And Emma campaigned with, well, the last king wanted me to be the queen. So and that, this was before gerrymandering. Right. <laughs> That's not a great campaign slogan. No. He, this old guy who was dying wanted he it. Really, he really but wanted he me to be. But he to write it down. Right. Guys, but you have really to believe me. <laughs> I promise you, that's what he wanted. Right. And the king's council issued a denial, and Kalakaua won in a landslide, 39 to 6. Yes! 39 to 6? <laughs> yeah. That's like not even... What a waste of taxpayer dollars to hold an election at that point. Like, <laughs> right. 39 to 6. But this provoked the Honolulu Courthouse Riot, where Emma's supporters attacked all the legislators who supported Kalakaua and injured 13 of them. Police officers were sent to the scene, and they didn't do anything. They either watched or they joined the riot. (laughs) (laughs) The riot of the people supporting... Quit supporting Emma, like upset that Kalakaua had won because they were like, she obviously is the one who's supposed to, she's supposed to be the queen. So Kalakaua did something that set all of the rest of history in motion. He needed to quell this protest that was angry that he was the king. So he asked the American and British military to put down the uprising. Oh. So he went to the port and he said, I need your help. They sent in military Mm -hmm. and created peace through, you know, holding guns to everyone, and the uprising was put down. At what cost? Exactly. So, now we get to 1887. It's very intense. Mm-hmm. 1887, we have the Reciprocity Treaty. The Reciprocity Treaty is a free trade agreement between the United States and Hawaii that guaranteed a duty-free market for Hawaiian sugar in exchange for special privileges for the U.S., Specifically, they were given Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Now, this is known as the Bayonet Treaty because Kalakaua was surrounded by an armed militia that said if he didn't sign it, he would be deposed. Whoa. So he signed it under threat, signed it and said, okay, United States, you can get all of our sugar. No other countries in the world are going to get that. And you own Pearl Harbor now. 
Whoa. And they didn't have to pay taxes, right? Correct. It was like tax-free sugar mm-hmm. export. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the reason they needed this so badly is because the Civil War was happening. Mm. And sugar prices skyrocketed because yeah. all of the sugar is coming from the South. And now it isn't. And if you are if you are able to get it, it costs more because you have to pay people and all this. There is so. no excuse for shitty behavior on behalf I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. No, no, no. It's absolutely oh. it's abhorrent. Oh, man. Wow. While this treaty is going around and people are saying, you know, sign it, don't sign it, Lili Uokalani strongly opposed this treaty. And everywhere she went spoke very loudly and proudly about no. And she said, when I'm queen, what, what my platform is, is Hawaii for Hawaiians. And... She was like, I'm going to I'm going to rewrite our entire constitution. I'm going to get America out of here. Uh, No more. This is absolutely absurd. Yes. So because she had opposed the treaty, as soon as she ascended to the throne, people began plotting to overthrow her. Of course Mm. they did. There's this person named Sanford Dole. And that is a name you're going to want to remember because Sanford Dole. Dole. Pineapple. Pineapple? Uh, Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Sanford Dole is a big old douchebag. Is it D-O-L-E? D-O-L-E, yeah. So Sanford Dole and the missionary party. Oh, before I do that, okay. Nine days after Kalakaua died, January 20th, 1891, Lili Uokalani became the new queen. The first thing that she did as queen is start drafting a new constitution that would restore the monarchy and voting power of the economically disenfranchised. Yes! She was like, a queen for the people. Exactly. She was like, we're not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. This, is, this has been going on for too long. America has too much influence here. No more. So Sanford Dole asked for her abdication in 1893, which is two years after they she was instated. To, like asked her, like, can you please step down? Basically, <laughs> they, 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 they announced the establishment of a provisional government pending United States annexation. The provisional government featured Sanford Dole as the president of the Republic of Hawaii. Wow, he seems the best qualified for the role. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, sure, certainly. What an asshole. So to avoid bloodshed, because all these people are threatening violence, she surrendered. But she reaches out to President Cleveland to reinstate her. So President Cleveland orders that she be restored rejecting the treaty of annexation sent to Congress. And Dole defies the order and says that the United States president does not have the power to tell him what to do in his new country of the Republic of Hawaii. Okay, Sam, you need to calm down. (laughs) Dude. What? step back. A pissy white dude. Yeah. Oh, man. So. What, does Cleveland do something about it? No. Oh, Cleveland. Um, so. 1895, there's a loyalist named Robert Wilcox who decides we're going to go, we're going to take out these people who are doing this to us. We're going to lead an insurrection in the Queen's name and they they led an attack. But Dole's well-armed forces completely decimated them (sighs) and threw most of them in jail. And I don't. I didn't look up. I find out if any of them were hurt, but I'm sure somebody was. Mm-hmm. She was fought. This the period of time when she's like they, they didn't they like put her like they kept her on house lockdown. Yes, they is did. This the same period of time. This is it, after, immediately after the Wilcox rebellion. They yeah. put her in house arrest. They were like, you can't leave here. Yep. They're like, you're not allowed to leave here. They surrounded the house at 24 hours a day with armed military, keeping her from leaving. <sighs> she was kept on house arrest at gunpoint by Dole's forces. January 24th, 1895, 
she signed a formal abdication of her throne in exchange for freedom for all of the rebellion. Oh, like the people in prison? Oh, wow. Yeah. Everyone oh. who led a rebellion in her name, they were like, all right, we'll set them free if you stop being the queen. That or like we'll keep them forever. That's so heartbreaking. And so she gave it up for them. I don't want a pineapple again in my life. That's literally, anytime anyone says pineapple on pizza, Amber is like, fuck pineapples. <laughs> no pineapples yeah, ever. Fuck pineapples. Yeah. That's fucking Whoa. terrible. Oh my gosh. How come I didn't hear about, I feel like, so cheated that that history was never taught to me in history class. Mm. They very specifically don't want you to know about it. Yeah. Uh, they don't want us to know. America did not apologize for this until Bill Clinton. Wow. Bill Clinton was the first president to ever say, hey, I think maybe... To the Hawaiian people? Yeah. He, like, oh, sorry, that was really fucked up? Yeah. Wow. And they didn't like get anything out of it. He just said sorry. My God. <laughs> so, but uh, immediately after she left... Uh, office or whatever, she wrote and published a song called Aloha Oe that uh, is still a very, very, very popular Hawaiian song that is meaningful to everyone who still lives there who opposes being stolen by America. Gosh, that whole story is such a crime. Mm -hmm. Such a fucking colonizer crime. Isn't this, is she the one when, when she was forced to abdicate, she wrote a letter? To Puerto Rico. And sort of, ex and is she sort of explaining what had happened to her, right? Because mm -hmm. Puerto Rico was the other, Hawaii and Puerto Rico got along very well. Mm -hmm. They were both like, we're just islands and we have our own thing and these Americans are trying to steal us. Yeah. So they were like, we're on your side, we got your back no matter what. And so when this was happening, she sent a letter to Puerto Rico. Uh, I don't think they got it in time. Oh my gosh! Well, so what happened to her? And she just sort of lived. Out she her retired. Days. She retired, uh, living on a government pension for the rest of her life, and died in 1917. Wow, that is such a sad story. So, is there still? This, forgive me, this is an ignorant question. So, the descendants of the Hawaiian, the former Hawaiian royal family, are they those? I mean, like, are they seen as sort of uh, celebrities in Hawaii or do people know who they are or is it like people don't even keep track of it? Once America took over and they had a new president mm -hmm. that had all the, the leadership and then it was another, what wasn't it, like 60 more years before Hawaii was a state because they just needed all the like anger to die down so they could be like, well, now do you want to be a state? It's going to get you benefits. And yeah. they still recognize like the royal line as like, I feel like they still are. Well, the Hawaiian just people not. do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you, like I've seen like photos of like, oh, this is the granddaughter of blah blah. blah. Right. Like, yeah. Just the rest of the world any, doesn't care, and they don't have any power. Yeah. No. They're respected. Mm -hmm. By the people. Yeah. By just the Hawaiian people. God, I really hate the Dole family. I'm filled with rage. Yeah. I mean, that dolls. must be the same. It has Sanford to be. Dole, that's too much of a coincidence. Mm -hmm. I wonder what's, I need to see what Sanford Dole looks like, because I have an image. It's what you think, it. I think. <laughs> to describe the image of Sanford Dole. Voldemort. It's Voldemort, right? It's kind of close. <laughs> oh, <Ray laughs> This is, I'm gonna, I can't <laughs> wait. Oh. Oh, it's better, no, it's better than I could have possibly oh, yeah? imagined. Well, that split beard. He's a little bit like split beard. Colonel Sanders meets like Robert E. Lee meets Santa Claus. <laughs> right? I think that's accurate. Yeah. Like and look, look how proud he is of himself. He, I don't know if you went in that in Hawaii. One, one of the richest men in the world at that time, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure he owned. Oh, yeah. And gross. he, you know, 
He obviously held the assumption that anyone who wasn't living the white lifestyle was savages and mm. needed to, he needed Western con- culture to civilize the islands and bring actual civility to them. Civility. Wow. At gunpoint. Oh At gunpoint. Be civil. Yep. With a gun in your face. So that's the story of Lili Uokalani, the last, first and last queen of Hawaii. Wow, what a broad. She was a great broad. She did the best she could. That situation was like the worst situation you could be in. She did the best she could given her circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that, you know, that's everyone once in a while you do these episodes and you just feel sad about history. And <laughs> a bit of a downer. Yeah, look at the way the world is. But, you know, and Hawaii's still fighting. Like, if we're going to talk about like modern events, there's still like someone's trying to put up a, a big satellite tower on the top of like a sacred mountain. Mm-hmm. And they've there have been protests there for the last yeah, I have a like six months. Protest that lives there. Yeah, and it's been a it's been a big yeah. And there's a lot of like Puerto Ricans standing with them, and it's like that that bond has not died. Yeah, and oh. I think there's a lot of camaraderie too between um, the tribal nations uh, on the mainland as well. Definitely, because uh, I know my friend involved in Hawaii has also been involved with like the Standing Rock demonstrations, and like mm-hmm. people have. This combined, like, get the colonizers out of here, preserve the land, preserve the people, and the, you know, anyway. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening. If you want to support the show, leave us a review on iTunes. It's the best way that... You can help us. Yes, it's the best way you could help us. It's the best way that new listeners can find the show. That's what I was trying to say, and I had like three sentences crossing in my brain. You did really great. Thank you. Uh, or you could tell a friend about the show, or reach out to us on Instagram, at broadsyoushouldknow, or email us at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com. If you want any more details about any more of the awesome broads we've talked about so far on this podcast, head to broadsyoushouldknow.com.